0: Block Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to the hottest talk radio show around, providing an open discussion for some of the most important social issues and trending topics today, from personal growth or spirituality to sex and relationships. No subject is ever taboo, so prepare to be empowered, enlightened, and entertained. During another episode of the award-winning Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Real people, real topics, real talk.
1: Thanks for tuning in. It's February the 5th, 2019. I'm Will Strayhorn, your host, and I'm happy that you tuned in again. We have a good show for you tonight. We have Ms. Andrea Hall as our featured guest. She's going to come on and talk to us about finding total wholeness. Again, the whole season is dedicated to finding ways that we can live as a complete person, living our best life. So she's going to come on and she's going to talk to us. She's a gestalt coach. Not quite sure what that is, but she's a gestalt coach. And she's going to come on and talk to us about what it means to be whole, a whole person. You know, a lot of people say, you know, when I find somebody, they're going to complete me. But really the success to a successful relationship is to come to the relationship already whole. So if anything, the person will accentuate you and we're going to get things started off with Mr. Nate Whitfield during the chat. He's going to come on and talk to us about a lot of things that are going on in the news, including um, 21 Savage. We have some things going on with him. um, That's got a lot of folks upset. A lot of people um, upset with people who are making fun of him and his situation on social media Um, Some things going on with, you know, our president is going to make the State of the Union address tonight. So a lot of people are looking forward to what he's going to say. Um, So we're looking forward to seeing what's going on with that and a few other hot topics. So when we come back from this quick break, we're going to have Mr. Nate Whitfield in the studio with us talking about the chat. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Let's Face It with Bill Strayhorn
2: and Friends. We'll be right back. You're now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and
1: Friends. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show, sir. How are you? I'm well, yourself? I'm doing great, Mr. Nathan Whitfield. Thank you for being on the show. A lot of people know you from the show before, but um, I think this yeah. is your first time coming on this season, so we're glad to have you back on the show. We were talking about oh, a couple yeah. things earlier today. And you know, yes. just want to chat about it, see what you feel about it. Um, you introduced me to the situation with Mr. um I was calling him Savage 21, but Mr. 21 Savage. 21 Savage, yes. 21 Savage. Yeah, so he was arrested. Um, a lot of people are up in their feelings about it. I heard that even um What what is the hashtag? Well, there
0: are several they're hashtags. Start, they're, they're starting,
1: it is a hashtag, Free21Savage. Exactly. Um, there's a petition Black going around. Twitter has started so many
3: um, hashtags about this um, current event, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of controversial in many different ways. One of the things that I love most about is that it's bringing um, awareness that there are a lot of African-American people that are in this country illegally. Did you know that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I researched it. It was like what the the number was. It said 4.2 million black immigrants in the U.S. and 619,000 are undocumented. Did not know that.
3: And I think a lot of people didn't realize that immigrants were not just Mexicans or – you know those type people. We always thought we never thought of ourselves as once being, or you know that we can too, be immigrants. But yes, mm-hmm. um, he's actually from the UK. That's what they're thinking yeah
1: because, he's British uh, exactly. With Which a lot one of the
0: people are controversial. Up.
1: Exactly. Because a lot of people were saying, but well, he he was always reckless hard that he was from LA and things like that. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. People. That's that's something. So he was arrested. They said that he had a uh, felony. He was arrested. I think his the reason that they're claiming is that he was here on an expired visa. I believe he got here. Yeah. Uh, in what year he got here at age fourteen? Um, exactly. And he was supposed to leave in two thousand and six. Mhm. Yeah. So um, ICE is detaining him. They're talking about deporting him back. Um and mm-hmm. people are in the field, though. Black Lives Matter, these people they have they've they've gotten involved also, um They have a petition going around. Violence. Yes. Yep. So
0: what, what and do you, what
3: the mean? black Twitter has just went crazy with this one, as I say I think it was mostly because we wasn't aware that people of our own skin color were were immigrants in this country, yes. or are immigrants in this country, are undocumented immigrants in oh. this country, um, as well as you know he's a public
0: figure. He,
3: um, you know, he did have some crimes that he did, uh, but they're they're thinking that he is being targeted.
1: That's what um, yeah I read that know,
3: exactly as a public figure he's being targeted. Um, however, you know, um what's the young lady, Demi Lovato? She yeah. um had a, a, she tweeted, you know, about the him his hashtags or memes because this is so weird about us, right? We can Ooh. be mean to ourselves, but can't nobody else
1: be mean to can't us. Don't <laughs> oh, don't you do it. Don't exactly. you do it. It's
3: almost like I could talk about my
1: mama, but don't you? Say yeah, that but about you my can't mama. talk about my mama. Exactly. Same thing with your siblings, and don't you? I can <laughs> talk about my
3: brother and sister, but you better not do it. you'd be ready to fight, right?
1: Ready so, to fight, exactly.
3: So you know, we we doing all of these memes because we're thinking he's this hardcore rapper, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, from the streets, and we taking back his street cred. Right, And then Demi Lovato said something. She stated that, you know, her, her, and it was just simple. It was stating that the best thing about the Super Bowl was the 21 Savage memes, And mm-hmm. we got together. We united.
1: Poor baby had the camp. She, uh, she shut her Twitter account down. <laughs> shut the
3: Twitter account down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? that's wild. But then wow. that's
0: when,
3: I, I believe that's when it became, you know, we was laughing, we was joking about it. But then this thing became serious because, you know, he had three kids
0: mm-hmm. you know,
3: and they all all they know is the USA. You know, and the yeah. thing is, even as a immigrant, you know, his parents migrated them here. You know, yes, they were on visas and he have a current um visa in in rotation where he's waiting for approval. Um, and I guess that was because of the charges that he had. Um they end up, I guess that's when he found out he was undocumented, maybe
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, but because because he worked here, um you know he was able to maintain his residency here um but I've always was under the impression that if you came here as a child and
1: well, you have to be. You born know, here.
3: Exactly. So that's that's something that I was ignorant, too, that I learned through this ordeal. But I think as um, African-American people, this was the first time we got to see that we are indeed, you know, there are indeed immigrants that look just like
0: us.
1: Hmm. And you know what, to go back to what you were saying earlier about being targeted, I have, um, he was on The Tonight Show not too long ago.
0: Mm-hmm. And he rapped exactly. about immig-
1: he rapped about immigration and the issue at yes. the border and the Flint, Michigan border um, crisis. Yep. And then yep. they said five days later is when he got arrested by ICE. Exactly. Um, because they claimed yep. that his visa um, was expired 14 years ago. And I don't know when he exactly. had this charge, but if he had that charge, unless he was... They
3: would have known then. They would have known that.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, he was... Uh, which
3: is what I believe was when he put in for that visa, because maybe he did not know, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. Because he was fourteen. Uh, exactly, but I believe the I can't remember when the actual charge was, but I know it was in Atlanta, and it was it was in 2014.
1: Okay. Okay. Um,
3: that's where he got the drug charge in Fulton County in 2014. So, like you stated, they knew they've known he's had a uh, record with Homeland Security, and mm-hmm. um, so they 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 knew about it. But I do believe when he brought that awareness on, he used that platform um, on such a national base. You know, had that brought that awareness to what was going on. Opening people's eyes, I do believe that's when he was targeted.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope they, I hope because as a, as as you know, so far is he still in custody? Because I know no, his he's still attorney in said that he was he was trying to um, have him released because they yes. said he wasn't a threat to society or anything. Exactly. Usually, that's when ICE steps in when they feel like they're a threat or you know, I guess um, exactly. a flight risk.
3: But and that which is one of the reasons why they held him, and they're holding him because of this drug charge. So they're making it like he's a two society. Mm. But you know that that's what they're stating. Now one thing they did say that I didn't understand it was like he a
1: role model.
0: No, I got that. I
1: didn't under maybe showing that you can come back from you know if he's a convicted. Maybe okay. I'm trying to help him. Yeah. Try- we still throwing that to.
3: one up in the air. I'm going to just yeah. say, Rich, he, he you know, he is a working um, artist, and, you know, he is current. Um, I don't think that he is um, any threat to society um, other than having a platform where he can bring greater awareness. But mm-hmm. um, I don't feel like he's a threat to uh Harm or a danger to society. Um, but I do believe, I do know that he is still being detained. And, you know, his, all of his friends, you know, other artists, in the, which is one of the things that Wale said to Demi Lovato that he, she should be more supportive as an artist over anything. You mm-hmm. know, uh, because that, so all of the other artists are really trying to, um, you know, join together, get these things signed, just so he could be out on bar. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, again, like I said, hopefully things work out for him because, like you said, there are kids involved, and you know, they need their dad. Neither dad. Exactly. Really so. does. Yeah.
3: So this is my question to you though When I read this uh-huh. article And one of the things that I Thought about was You know how everybody was discrediting Him because he was from the UK I don't know how that discredits You as an artist I guess you take your Hardcore in the UK Like you, like do you, you can only be good like in America you? Exactly do you, right. cause if you, I've seen some videos of people In the UK going in
1: But do exactly. You
3: feel, as uh, as a public person yourself, do you feel your public persona should be the same as your
1: real life person? Oh no, absolutely not. Especially when you're in show business, no, you do definitely exactly. need to too, because that's that's a persona that you create for the stage. Rarely, very rarely do I see people who are the same on stage as they are off stage. Even like Oprah, she mm-hmm. says she's off stage, she's really not the person that she is on stage. So, no, I, I think there definitely mm-hmm. is usually um, a difference. I don't think the, other, I don't, I don't think the two have to coincide. What do you think? Okay.
3: I, I don't think so either because I immediately was taken to Beyonce and you know how she had the oh, yeah, Sears, um, mm-hmm. persona that she have on stage. Um, and I do believe that, you know, when you on stage, you, you're, you're there for a reason. You're there to put on the show so mm-hmm. you can't be introverted, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nobody came to see you be quiet out uh, the whisper. You know, we came to see you put on the show. So I don't, I don't think that them criticizing him because, you know, and half of the time, you know, as a writer, you're just writing maybe what you feel. Or, you know, you could be writing um, headlines, you know, current events, what's going on in the world today. Not so much saying that this is what's happening to you, but to me I feel like they made him,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, you know, he was, he they gave, they took his street cred away because he was from the U.K. I just didn't understand that. So that's why I was like, uh-huh. so basically you're telling me that I can't have this public image and then have my own private life. Hmm.
1: I don't I don't this is this this is how I feel. well now you know but there's some people who I've heard of who I've heard people say, you know, you're the same person, you know, that you are either on stage or whatever as you are um off like people probably people like I would imagine Kept somebody like, or some like Kevin Hart may be the same on stage as they are off stage. What do you think? Okay. okay. Like Kevin Hart, people <laughs> yeah, like those who that. who exactly. are famous off now, of their personality, their natural personality, probably are the same. That's probably what got them discovered. Being goofy. Exactly. Now, when I
3: when when I speak of persona, I'm speaking totally of character. Okay. You know, this is the this is your character that you've given the world to be. I don't think your integrity should change.
1: Okay. So people like you, um, you, you, Lady Gaga and all that—the image that they present to the world when they're when exactly. they're the when they're you know Lady Gaga the performer versus whatever exactly. her real name is. I don't know what her exactly. real name is. Exactly. So yeah. even if
3: Lady Gaga is you know, this grand, you know, she's over the top, you mm-hmm. know. I would still want her to be pleasant on her way to the stage. So I don't Ooh. think that part of you should change. You know, that's just like with,
1: with so kids, Mariah Carey. You know we never been around Mariah Carey, but I, I think she's probably the thing.
3: A, a diva. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right? Yeah.
3: I think she's a diva in real life.
1: Mhm. No, somebody like a Whitney. Think, exactly, who can, we knew was a bitch.
3: Okay, we <laughs> said that on radio.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> initially you can. But was Whitney? <laughs> I thought you know, off stage there was like, Clyde. He created Whitney Houston that we know. Off stage, exactly. you know, she was a tomboy. You know, whatever.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I get that. mm
1: uh-huh. Well, I don't know. Well, because people have asked me, is the Nate Whitfield that they see on, you know, on church stages and all that the same one? I think mm-hmm. yeah, he's a bitch. He's a bitch. He's yeah. just like, you know, yeah, yeah. just me. like That's you see me. him. That's him. <laughs> Actually, worse. A little worse. He worse. calms down when he gets on stage a little bit. I'm not as mean on stage. Yeah, you're not as mean on stage.
0: Just a bitch.
1: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But, you know what, let's move on a little bit. I want to talk about Charles Jenkins. I'm going to jump jump over some things. You had presented me with the um, the article that he is stepping down from, what is it, Fellowship Missionary love Baptist fellowship. Church? Yeah. We love exactly. Fellowship, yeah. And he's been pastor, they said, 18 years. I did not realize it has 18, been 18 yeah. years. Yeah. I saw this recently. It has, um, that's a historical no, yeah. church. They, Clay
3: they, Evers, they, right? It is. Clay Evans is the founder of that church. And you gotta think, Charles Jake has been there since he was young.
1: Mm. And he's stepping down and he's stepping so he's forty four he'll be he'll be forty four years old in December. Yes. And he yes. says this is what he says, which really captivated me. He said that God is calling him into a new season um of of uh, what is it? A life of adventure.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's nearly
1: 44. He said he isn't sure what it's going to be yet, but God's promised him that he will reveal it to him once he retires from his current role. So, my question is exactly. because, you know, he's 44 years old. Ellen, mm-hmm. this is what got me. Ellen, she said that she was blackmailed after she came out, and she really didn't launch the career that we know now until age 40. Now, I'll go into something personal. I'm 47. And it seems like life Mm -hmm. is over for me me, trying to get a job at age 47 because I'm hearing that it's kind of old to be reinventing yourself. I want to ask you the question. Do you think that um, 44 for him, is is this a good move for him to be making at 44? There are rumors going around that he wants to really do singing full time. And I know gospel is a little different than pop. But at 44, Mm -hmm. I don't really recall him being like a –
3: He's not a major singer, though. Exactly. Yeah. He come out with it, good... Um, what do you think? I really think that it is a really good uh, move for him. I really love this idea. Um, one, because the Bible already declares... If you don't mind me getting philosophical. Ooh, things, go ahead, help the Bible me. already declares that your latter will be your greater.
0: Mm and for so many
3: people for so many people that are in there if i can say second act they are living second life to the fullest yes. yes and um i do believe that this is um a good move for him um both
1: would would you um, be able to do that not knowing what you're going to do knowing that you have this established historical church a title that so many exactly. people would love to have And would you have the Mm -hmm. faith to step out? Yes, and and, that's exactly. And I'm glad you said
3: that because that's exactly what it is, Will, is faith. You know, mm -hmm. it's how strong your walk is with God and what you believe. Uh, But then we don't know the financial situation either because he could have saved up enough that he could have lived for the rest of his life. (laughs) That's true. But, um, you know, but I do believe that it is a faith walk, you know. This whole life is a faith walk And without faith, you know You can't succeed um, So he has that blind faith Where he's stepping out And, you know, I don't know If I can wait till God reveal it to me After I quit my job Because my mama taught me You don't need no job unless you got a job
0: But, exactly. um
3: I, exactly. I do think that Um this is a really good move for him. Why you know why I believe that because you never leave unless you're still on top, right? Exactly. And he's he's still on the top. He's still on top of his game there. Um even as a preacher cuz he's an extraordinary preacher and he's handing the torch oh, really? over to another another extraordinary preacher. Um and you know when I thought of this move, I immediately was drawn to Jamal Bryant's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know he he's uh um, he's of age as well you know he's older um mm-hmm. and he had, he was at an established church that he started himself you know and for him to leave there for him to leave baltimore and go to atlanta i just thought what and when i say he is superseding you know so i know that you know this is going to be a really good move especially because it's a faith move and you know he's in god to hold hold
1: to his promise and that mm-hmm. is that my ladder shall be my greater so do you feel that everything and right now we're talking about your vocation your career do you think everything mm-hmm. pretty much has a, a a expiration date a time period
3: I do believe um, you can um, overextend your stay.
1: Good um, way uh-huh. Good
3: way to put it.
1: Uh, to
0: put it. In a,
3: in, a, in a field in, um in a city, you know. Mm-hmm. Even you know, even with being a hairstylist or makeup artist, once you have anything exactly. the the market, it's time for you oh. to move because there's no more you can do here. And I feel sometimes we we become so complacent and so content that we don't want to move to the next place because we're scared, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's actually where we need to go. So I I do believe um, you can outgrow the area or outgrow your field. I mean, you got to think about, like, um, you are a journalist. Just think about the journalists that have these jobs, and you're looking at it, you're like, man, that's a really great job. You're on the Today Show. But then they're saying, the show, well, what's next for me? You know, I've done the Today Show for 16 years. I've anchored the desk. You know, I've done major news. Now what's next for me? So you have to always be willing and ready to reinvent yourself as long as you're alive.
1: You're right, right.
0: that's what's going to,
3: that's where you become, that's what makes you happy today. I believe that's what gives you that well-roundedness. That's what, um, so you're not burnt out because, you know, especially in our industry, you can get burnt out fast, you know, but always being able to easily, always being able to reinvent yourself, you know, always having, um, like you're going to, um, you're, you're setting yourself up to attend some classes. Um, right. Those uh-huh. type things, learning new things, learning new techniques, you know, finding something else that may interest you. Those are the ways that you keep, you know, your flame burning. And then right. once you have inundated that small space you're at, then you move because, my goal is always is I want God to enlarge my territory. So if I need to move from here to here, then that's what I need to do. You know, of course, you know, you don't want to, you want to make sure it's God and not you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, I do believe that you can outgrow a field or Mm -hmm. um, a certain, you know, something that you're in, you can outgrow it and, you know, push yourself
1: to greater. Yeah. I think the issue, the downfall and the disconnect with a lot of people, they don't know that that timing. And I think, I guess I commend Charles Jenkins on this because, like, he doesn't know what his next step is. He's just stepping out totally on faith. And I think a lot of people, I think, what was the movie when he was like a lady, what was the movie? I think it was was a movie with Lenny Whitfield and Blair Mm -hmm. Underwood. And he Mm -hmm. says something about a lady knowing the time to leave. Do you remember that movie? It was a Medea movie. I don't
3: remember that movie. And
1: he was saying to yeah. Lynn Whitfield, she was saying something to him. Oh yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. And he said something about I something. About. Yeah,
3: that part when he a was. A lady about, always know when to move on or something like that.
1: Yeah, a time. Yeah, I you, remember what you're talking like that. About. And I think that's that's so that's so crucial when it's time for you to to, to take that next step because a lot of people stay behind it is. and then they find themselves, you know, growing stagnant. Or you know, exactly losing what they have built. So the perfect time you mm-hmm. know when to take that step, next step, is important. Well, exactly, exactly, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. It's already seven twenty-eight. I appreciate yes. it. I hope you yes. have a great evening.
3: You as well. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Bye bye. All right. Our lady of the hour is in the room. Is Andrea Hall that I was talking about earlier. She's a just Thought coach. We're going to find out exactly what that means when we come back from this quick break. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Let's Face It with Will
2: Strayhorn and Friends. We'll be right back. If you're a single man under the age of 35, you'd probably like to know what the ladies are looking for on an online dating site. A guy who had a few drinks and later got pulled over for buzz driving. See, that could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. And doesn't a guy who's back living with his parents but calls them my roommates just scream, Mr. Wright? Buzzed, busted, and broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
1: Hi, this is Terry Cruz, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full
2: of kids. There's the bad kind, like season ending injuries. There's the necessary kind, like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama, like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. Touch DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. You're now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Now back to the show.
1: Thanks for tuning in. We're in the studio now with our featured guest, Ms. Andrea Hall. She is a lawyer and a gestalt coach. We're going to find out exactly what that is. She's here to talk to us about finding total wholeness. Please help us welcome to the show, Ms. Andrea Hall. How are you doing?
4: I'm well. And yourself?
1: We're doing good, doing really good. Trying to understand exactly what gestalt coaching is. That's interesting. That's interesting. Can you explain to us what that is? Sure. So
4: basically I work with horses. That's what the equine part is. It's a fancy name for that. Okay. But Gustav is a technique that is used sometimes by therapists. However, you don't have to be a therapist to be trained in the technique. And basically, it's a German word that means wholeness. And so what I and my courses do coactively is we basically open up and figure out what is going on with an individual. So they might be telling me there's a situation going on in their life right now. And I then look Mm -hmm. through that and determine what's going on in the background and ultimately what's the root cause of that issue. And we basically take them full circle. So we open up the wound, we get to the root of the issue, we heal that, and we close it back up. Now, we don't put, you know, a Band-Aid on a wound that needs staples and tourniquet, which is typically what happens in talk therapy. Um, Mm -hmm. We really get to the root of the issue and heal that so that somebody doesn't have to continue to go back and talk about it. So we've healed what is the root cause of the issue and therefore they can move forward from that and continue to do the things that they want to do in their life and not be precluded from whatever that trauma was that they sustained typically as a child.
1: Hmm. And you utilize horses. So how do horses play into the whole factor?
4: Sure. And that's really the, the special part about what I do is because the horses have four feet on the ground, and they're connected to Mother Earth, they really don't have an attachment to the outcome, and they don't have any judgment. So they're really Mm -hmm. in the present moment because they're a fight-or-flight animal. So they're really paying attention to what is going on and being in the present moment, as well as I call them my lie detectors because they really flesh out what is going on with an individual and they're able to determine whether or not that individual is actually speaking their truth. So everything has energy associated with it. Every word Mm -hmm. we say, every object that we have around us, the chair, whatever, it all has an energetic vibration to it. And so when the client is actually speaking their truth and they're in alignment, the horse wants to join up with them and proceed with the process. However, when they're expressing something that is not their truth, the horse does not want to join up with that energy. So they don't decipher yes or no or positive or negative. However, all of that has a vibration to it, and therefore um, the the horse is attracted to that on an energetic level. Mm -hmm. And so the horses are participating in the coaching process just as much as I am. So they're feeding me energy the whole time, or excuse me, feeding me answers based on their responses of what's going on with the individual the whole time, as well as the horses are healing just by being in their presence. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever watched anybody who's been around horses. However, they typically become very grounded and centered and relaxed. Even people that are somewhat scared of horses, they mm-hmm. just change. Their breathing pattern changes. They become more relaxed, things of that nature, even though this is, you know, a big twelve, fifteen 1,500-pound animal.
1: Right, right. To, to your knowledge, do you know if this is exclusive only to the horse as far as animals that have this ability?
4: Well, I think animals in and of themselves can be healing. I mean, you see service dogs um, mm-hmm. that help individuals. I, I think any animal that you connect with can um, be healing. Now, whether or not they're doing certain behaviors may or may not be the case. I know that my father um, was a masseuse and used to go to one of the um, facilities where people could could stay. Um, it wasn't exactly the rest home, but it was an assisted living, right? And mm-hmm. there was a cat there that would always know when somebody was going to die and they would go into their room and they would lay with them until they passed. And everybody was always afraid of this cat because they knew if the cat was coming into their room, there was a potential that (laughs) they were on their last breath. They never wanted the cat to come to their room. However, I think animals are very instinctive uh, because they don't have the conscious mind to get in the way. You know, there's no judgment. There's no attachment to the outcome and they can just be with what's going on in the present moment.
1: Huh. So, okay, I'm I'm curious. You, it would be you a client and then a horse. What what does your typical coaching session look like? What is, what's the setting? What is I'm trying to figure out how how you how it look what it looks like?
4: Sure. sure. So I don't know if you're familiar with like a barn, um uh, but yes. I have a big barn. It's 75 by 175 feet. um, And then I put a round pen And for non-horse people. It's just a metal um, fencing, if you will, that we put in a circle and it's called a round pen. And the horse typically goes in the round pen in the beginning
0: beginning, until until
4: the clients are on. Clients and I are are at a certain certain level, level and we've processed some things. So, Typically, the first thing I do with a client is just get them back in their body. Most individuals are not in their body. You know, if you really walk down the street and saw what was going on, I mean, people are connected to their cell phones, emails, they're, you know, up in their head walking around. They're not physically in their body paying attention. And if we didn't breathe and have a heartbeat, it was automatic. You'd see people just toppling over because we're so not present with what's going on. So the first thing is just getting the client back in their body and detached from cell phone, email, what happened five minutes before they got there? Were they stuck in traffic? Are they running late? Did they have a fight with their significant other? You know, what brought them there in that moment? And and just getting them to relax, right? And then right. from there it's just checking in with what's going on, what's coming up for them in the present moment. And they have, may have called me for any number of reasons and said, you know, I want to schedule an appointment with you and the horses because of whatever reason. However, when they finally get to see me based on schedules, that may not be what's actually coming up in the moment. And so we deal with what's coming up in the moment, and we figure out how that situation or what's being brought up in that moment is related to something in the past that has caused them some sort of trauma. And
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
4: I, I, a lot of times when I say the word trauma, people go, well, you know, I wasn't abused or I wasn't sexually assaulted. And I'm like, that does not matter. We have all sustained some sort of trauma. Like I came from a very good family. My parents weren't divorced. They didn't cheat. There wasn't alcoholism or drugs or anything like that. However, I still sustain trauma. I remember my third grade teacher who told me I was no good at math. And the fact that we had to stand up next to our chair and do math problems. And if you didn't get it, you sat down in the chair and then you moved to the next one. Like the, still to this day, that affects me. I did not go to medical school because I knew I was going to have to do math. I went to law school instead of medical school. Now, is that a huge game changer in my life? Maybe, maybe not. However, it definitely changed where my life led me because I chose to go to law school over medical school because of math. You know, I had a, yeah, I had a boyfriend, you know, that I first dated for four and a half years that told me I was fat and ugly and I was never going to get anybody better than him. That affected me in my relationships. Now, It's one thing to tell yourself that you're beautiful and other people to tell you you're you're beautiful. However, it's another to really embody that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I lost my dad when I was 17. That affected my relationships with men. And, um, you know, if you love somebody, they leave you. So, Mm -hmm. And it also depends on the age you sustain that trauma as well as who the trauma is coming from. So it's not just... Um, that you sustain trauma. It really depends on the age and who it's coming from because I can experience something and depending on my age and who it's coming from very differently than you would have experienced it if it had happened to you at a different age, if it was coming from somebody different. So all of those things are relative to the trauma you sustain and how you hold on to it. And so... Your brain doesn't decipher decipher. between being an eight year old -old and sustaining the trauma trauma. and now chronologically chronologically being a 25, 35 year old adult. The minute you get triggered by that situation, that event, that voice, that behavior, it takes you right back to the the, age age. Yes, that you sustained it. And so, you know, when couples get into an argument or they're fighting about something, They're not fighting with the person that's chronologically in front of them. They're fighting with the person that was traumatized at 8 years old, 12 years old, you know, 15 years old. That's who they end up arguing with. And unfortunately, we as adults, are not necessarily able to wrap our heads around that because, of course, we're arguing with adults, right? Now, if you've been arguing with your eight-year-old child, you'd be able to wrap your head around, okay, this is an eight-year-old child, this is a conversation you (laughs) need to have differently. However, when you're arguing with somebody that's an adult, your mind sees the adult and not, the traumatized child and so that's a lot of times what I do with the couple's work is just getting them to realize that the person they're dealing with is somebody that's been hurt just like them and how do we heal that trauma and is that trauma healable enough for you to stay in a healthy relationship and if it's not how do you learn to go your separate ways and be adults about it and not have an emotional charge so that you can get divorced and co-parent successfully and put the child's needs above your own.
1: Hmm. So when you're dealing with these couples, you know, about relationship issues or whatever problems they may be having, do you incorporate the horses with this as well?
4: Oh, absolutely. 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 Because um, it's amazing to watch even just couples groom a horse. You know, one's giving directions. One's not saying anything. Um, They're both doing it their own way. They're not even talking the whole time they're grooming the horse. And then I say, okay, step back. And how did you handle that exercise? And they'll explain it. And then I'm like, okay, now could you do it a different way? Like how could you groom this horse differently And be in communication with each other or in contact with each other. Because a lot of times what happens with couples is they've just lost contact with each other. You know, when you're in the honeymoon phase or the first part of the relationship, you're really Mm -hmm. listening to each other. You're touching each other. You're looking into each other's eyes. And then, you know, six, nine months, a year down the road, bills get in the way. Children get in the way. Um, You've decided to get married. And so now you you know, have a house and, you know, what does that look like? And your jobs are now affecting your relationship. And so all of that stuff comes into play and you've Mm -hmm. now lost contact with each other. When individuals come home, they're not looking at each other in the eyes. They're not, you know, spending 15, 20 minutes, just talking to each other face to face and connecting or holding each other's hands. They're complaining about what happened in their daily life and they've lost that contact with each other. And so, you know, just the little things are grating on each other's nerves when really it's about how do we get back into contact with each other, and these little things won't necessarily grate on our nerves as much if we're really in contact with each other and connected.
1: Hmm. And those couples, people who are having problems, perhaps they're co-parenting. What are some of your advice? To share about you know how people can co-parent um, and raise children.
4: Well, I think the first thing that's really important is that the couple heal the unfinished business. And Dr. Phil says, at best, I believe that you have to earn your way out of the marriage.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
4: you have to officially feel like you have done everything you can, and that there is no more emotional attachment to the outcome because a lot of times what happens with couples is one couple wants, or excuse me, one party in the relationship wants to get divorced and the other one typically doesn't. Or if one party does want to get divorced and the other party does, there is lots of anger and resentment towards the other person. Somebody Mm -hmm. may have cheated. There may be some sort of drug or alcohol addiction. Um, Uh Something has caused the rift in the relationship. And so that has to be healed first, because here's the issue. You attracted each other in your life, and that partner, no matter how you want to look at it, has some quality of your mother or father that has attracted you to them. So I'm definitely attracted to my spouse, and one of the biggest things that my spouse has, that my father had, was his funny personality, his quick-witted you know, make me laugh and banter personality now, does that sometimes get on my nerves? Absolutely, <laughs> however, that is what definitely attracted me to him. So there are pieces of him that is definitely my father and vice versa. There are pieces of me that are definitely his mother that he enjoyed, right?
0: And so mm-hmm. you
4: have to look at who you attracted and why you attracted them. Now there's also bad qualities like. You came from an alcoholic abusive family. So that's what you know. That's what you're comfortable in. Um, A parent cheated and you saw that, right? So you Mm -hmm. experienced that. So now you're attracted to that personality. And does that serve you? However, until you heal whatever that trauma is, you will continue to attract the same person. There's no way that you won't because... You are the same person. So until you heal that, and if you don't, even if you get divorced from this person, you're going to be doing the same dance in another lawyer's office five years from now because you will continue to attract and be in relationships with the same person that you divorced from. They will only look different, taller, skinnier, shorter, fatter, blonde hair, brown hair, whatever that might look like. However, you will continue to be attracted to that same type of person until you heal that trauma. So that's the first thing that I do with couples is, you know, getting them to a place where they can understand what the trauma was that caused them to be in the relationship that they're in. And is it healable? And if it is, great. And if it's not, how can you then look at the person that you're sitting across from and realize again that there are trauma that they're traumatized just like you are and a human being and be able to co-parent with them successfully and put the needs okay. of the child ultimately before your own needs
1: so is this almost saying that like encouraging people to stay together for the sake of the child
4: oh god no 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 I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is I think it's very quick for people to jump to the decision that they want to get divorced. Mm -hmm. And they haven't healed the unfinished business that's in that relationship. You see it Mm -hmm. often. People get divorced and the ink is not even dry on the judge signing the divorce papers and they're either already in another relationship or they're due to be engaged and married to somebody else. And they haven't healed what has happened in that process. Because ultimately, until the judge signs that piece of paper, it is not final. One party or the other could back out. One party or the other could not move forward, could not show up for court. I mean, all of these things could happen. So until it's really final, it's not final. And the healing really cannot begin until it is final. And I think a lot of times people rush in because they're already in another relationship and that's a reason that they're, you know, getting divorced or that somebody has filed for divorce because they already had one foot out the door and we're in a relationship. And so, again, you know, my thought process and what I attempt to communicate with these couples is if you have one foot out the door, it's it's not really going to work. And you're going to have, if you got into that relationship, basically under false pretenses, because she may or he may not have known you were married when the relationship started, eventually they know about the relationship. And of course, when you're the person that is being brought in, you only know half of the story. There's no way you could not, or there's no way you could know the whole story, right? So -hmm. the person that you're cheating with, has told you all sorts of things about the significant other that they're with. They're a bad person, they're mean, they're ugly, they yell, whatever, right? Right. However, we don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. And so there's always two sides to every story. Now, he or she may be saying that the significant other is doing X, Y, and Z, and at home, the, the, the one that's, you know, thinking everything's fine or even though it might be on the rocks, they're saying X, Y, and Z is the problem. And if they did this, then the relationship would be fine. And the other person saying, well, if they did this, the relationship would be fine. So it's like, how do we go back and look at that and see if it can be healed? Because I, as a coach, don't have an emotional attachment to whether or not you stay together. That's not my job. My job is to make sure, though, that you heal the trauma. Because if that trauma is not healed, you are going to be doing the same dance. It's only going to be a different partner. And your your children are ultimately affected by that. Because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even if you get into another relationship and you're fighting with their mother, the children are affected by that. They're half of that other person. So when you're complaining that, you know, the mom did X, Y, and Z, or the dad didn't pay child support, or they were 10 minutes late picking you up, or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever they say about the other That child is constantly taking that in going, that's half of me.
0: Yeah. He he
4: doesn't like my mom. That's half of me. Oh, my dad wears glasses and my mom thinks glasses are ugly. That's half of me. So you then have this child that grows up into an adult and we wonder why they're having relationship problems. We wonder why there's drug and alcohol abuse. We wonder why, you know, the list goes on and on, right? Because of the trauma they have sustained as a result of watching the two parents that they love, that they did not request any of this. They didn't sign up for any of this. They didn't ask for any of this. Watching all of that play out. And, again, just like I told you, you know, who is the trauma coming from and what is the age being sustained at? So depending on when they get divorced, depending on what they're hearing from their mother or their father, that all determines what they think about a relationship, what they think about marriage, what they think about cheating, what they should think about love, what they think about safety and security. All of that is then developed into their thoughts and their beliefs of how they will respond to the outside world, who they will ultimately become.
1: You know what? You just saying that, that really triggered something with me because like you said, what they see affects what their thoughts are on different things and I'm, I'm 47 i've never been married i'm just getting married in september but for, for so long my brother and i always said that we were never going to get married because of what we saw my mom and dad go through marriage just was right. just like a bunch of rules you couldn't do anything so we were like we we're never right. going to get married and i'm just getting married now so that's true they should have healed that before you know it was transferred to my brother and i so that's okay
4: Well, and what you also have to understand is from the ages of zero to five, from the time you're born until you're five years old, you develop 50% of your thoughts and your beliefs and your values. Mm. And who are you surrounded by? Your parents, your grandparents, or the people who raised you, right? They taught you which hand to use when you're going to eat. How you're gonna write? How you tie your shoes? Your A B C Your one two threes? You know what types of clothes you're gonna wear? Um, right. You know your religion? Um, what's right and wrong? How to ride a bike? The list goes on and on, right? Fifty okay. percent of who you are is developed by the time you're five years old. By the wow. time you're 18 years old, you have 95 percent. Of who you will be for the rest of your life. That only leaves 5% for growth. Mm-hmm. And the average age of somebody living now is what? 90 some years old? 80s? Mm-hmm. 90s? I mean, you only have 5% to grow from 18 mm-hmm. to 85, let's say.
1: That doesn't leave much so much room hard. for growth. Yeah. right. And that's why change is so hard. It's so difficult. You have to really yes. commit to it. So
0: yeah, you, you actually left... Our- So go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, you can go ahead, finish that.
4: So anytime you've sustained some some sort of trauma, there's a neural pathway in your brain that's developed. And you have to have a different experience of that same or similar event to make a crossroads. To divide off of that. So the Mm -hmm. next time it then happens, your brain gets to where that crossroads happens and goes, Okay, I can choose something different. I don't have to be the eight-year-old that sustained that trauma. I can be the 45-year-old that had a great experience with the horse. And so because your mind doesn't decipher, it then goes, okay, there's a new pathway. And you generate that, which would then help create the change.
1: Wow. on. You also, you were a high-powered criminal defense attorney for 13 years, and you left this for this practice. What made you decide to leave all of that? What do people think, you know, when you said, you know, you want to leave your career as an attorney and you wanted to get into coaching with your horses? Well,
4: well of course, my mom and dad thought I was crazy
1: um, <laughs>
0: for the
4: simple fact that I had went to school for a really long time and still so had really two really loans to pay off. Um, however, I physically became ill and was diagnosed with a brain tumor and I said, if I get another chance at life, it's going to look much differently. So I sustained, um, or I was in a 10 hour operation, they removed the brain tumor and thankfully I received a Christmas miracle and it wasn't cancer and I was able to move on with my life. However, it was really a wake-up call for me because I had the opportunity to have a second chance at life. And it really made me think what was important. Where was I spending my time? And at the end of the day, my clients didn't care other than if I kept them out of jail. I don't receive Mm -hmm. birth announcements or Christmas cards or flowers on my birthday from my clients. And, you know, if I didn't get them the outcome they wanted, I was the worst lawyer they had ever had. And Mm -hmm. I was able to keep up that pace and that lifestyle for a long time. However, it took a toll on me physically. As a result, um, a brain tumor, I believe, was created. And I vowed that if I survived, I was going to do something different. And that's exactly what I did.
1: Following your passion. That's good. Yes. Yes. Good. So how can people contact you, follow you? Uh, I know that you have an offer for, I guess you're offering 30-minute consultations. And then on your website, you said that you have some free things. You can sign up for your free daily inspirational quotes. So how can people follow you and if they want to work with you?
4: Sure. So they can go to my website at www.withers, and that's w-i-t-h-e-r-s-whisper.com. I'm on all social media. They can find me with Withers Whisper on social media. And you are correct. I do offer free 30-minute exploratory sessions where I um, talk with the individual to figure out what type of coaching would work best for them. Is that something with the horses, without the horses, a combination of that. Lots of free things on my website. Um, There's two years' worth of blog information with free downloadables, uh-huh. and they can also sign up for uh, our daily inspirations that go out along with our invite list.
1: Awesome. Well, it has been very enlightening talking to you. I really appreciate you well, coming on the show. thank you. Sharing with us. I it hope was a we
4: pleasure. Have...
1: Great, great, great. Hopefully, you'll, you'll be able to come back. I, I like that a lot. Yes, I would love to. love to. Awesome, awesome. I hope you have a great evening.
4: Thanks. You do the same. All
1: right. Bye-bye.
4: Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: All right. So we will be right back with some closing announcements um, and information about what's so so special about this upcoming Monday, February the 11th. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Let's Face It
2: with Bill Strayhorn and Friends. We'll be right back.
0: The odds of becoming a sign artist and having four number one albums, one in 100 million. The odds of going on to win seven Grammy Awards, one in 1.4 million. The odds of this performer having a child diagnosed with autism, one in 68. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn more at Autism Speaks signs. Autism Speaks, it's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trash. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes In me. biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid.
4: And in math, I learned that I'm trash.
0: The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... is why no one ever helps.
2: Kids witness bullying Every day. They want to help,
0: but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council.
2: You're now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to the show. It was a wonderful show. I want to thank Mr. Nathan Whitfield for coming on the show for the chat. Catch up on some some of the topics going on. Didn't get a chance to finish everything, but we'll have him back on later on in the season. also want to thank Ms. Andrea Hall for coming on and talk to us about finding total wholeness. Now, next week, February the 12th, we have Kathy Tukaro coming on. She's going to talk to us about hard hat and heels. Change is possible. Um, Looking forward to that. But first, on Monday, February the 11th, a very special day for me. A lot of you know that um, February 11, 2012 I had my kidney transplant. So this coming up um, Monday will be seven years for me. Excited about that. That was also the day that Whitney Houston passed away. So it was a bit of, uh, bittersweet moment for me but I will be celebrating seven years post kidney transplant doing wonderful. A few pounds heavier but you know all is well. Um, so you know that's our show. I appreciate everybody for tuning in and hope Hopefully, you'll tune in next week for Miss Kathy Carl, Park hat and heels, change is possible. Until then, everybody be blessed. Thanks for tuning in to tonight's show. I hope you get a chance during the week to visit our site at livewithwill.com for up-to-date show information, including exclusive opportunities and exciting upcoming interviews. Be sure to tune in next week, same place, same time, for another informative show of real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it.